Clive's going to come and read to us this morning a passage that we're having throughout Advent today, uh, this season in John chapter 1 and verses 1 to 14. Thank you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness of the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is God's word. Thank you very much. Thank you. So have you got your presence under the tree yet? got a tree yet? I don't know. I thought you were all excited about Christmas now. So when the, when the presents appear, how do you feel about them? Are you excited about what might be in the, uh, in the parcel that's there for you, waiting to be revealed, wondering who on earth might love you enough to give you a present? But, you know, there may be someone. So hang on in there, won't you? And when it comes to the time when you reveal what is hidden inside the wrapping, what sort of unwrapper are you? Are you someone who feels it before you unwrap it? Trying to guess what is inside it in case, you know, it might be something that uh, you don't want and then you don't bother to unwrap it? Or are you a ferocious ripper of their packaging? You can't wait to get inside the uh, beautiful wrapping that someone has taken ages and ages and spent loads of money trying to uh, wrap so nicely. Or are you a gentle peeler? Someone who very carefully takes the sellotape off 
and who very carefully unwraps it. You know, another name for a gentle peeler is a miser, because you're going to save it for next year, aren't you? Yes, uh, that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I absolutely right. So let me ask you a question. How long has Jesus been waiting? How long has Jesus been there? Waiting for people to see him. Waiting for people to know him. Waiting for people to invite him into their lives. To use the title of uh, Andy Kine's book uh, that he had for sale last week, and I know many of you bought. How long has he been hidden in plain sight? John tells us that in the beginning, the word was with God. With God. In the beginning. He was in the world. But the problem was the world didn't recognize him. And maybe there's a danger for us uh, through another Advent season, through another Christmas season, that we don't recognize him. And come to him afresh to see something brand new about Jesus and about his character. Because none of us will know everything about him. And then John says that the word became flesh and dwelt. The authorised version would say, and tabernacled with us. Like pitched his tent right in our midst. Eugene Peterson says in the message, he moved into the neighbourhood. Jesus was revealed to us. And as Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2, he was found in appearance as a man. He was revealed, God in flesh, revealed to us for all to see, for all to be able to understand, for all to be able to touch and listen to and hear. And the advent, of course, before Jesus came was a very long period of time, waiting and hoping And it went on and on and on. It went on so long, of course, that most people forgot about the promises that the prophets like Isaiah had written many centuries ago. Many people actually ignored the promises that they'd heard throughout the generations as their story was passed from one to another to another. This story of waiting and longing and hoping that one day God would reveal himself to us as wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Or maybe there were people who had never heard the promises because a generation had forgotten to tell the story to the next generation about the waiting and the longing and the hoping for a Messiah, the Christ, to finally come. And maybe we live in similar times when the promise of his coming again has either been forgotten or ignored or hasn't been told. And the story has lost its momentum. Maybe people are still oblivious to the truth that God is at work, that God has come and is coming, that his plan of salvation that began before the beginning is still moving forward and somehow we've lost that sense of this story that takes us and drives us on even further of telling this story to the next generation so that the next generation doesn't miss out on what God is doing. But what we know from scripture is that at the time of the coming of Jesus, there were some who were faithfully still praying, still waiting, still longing for this day to come. Not knowing that it would be in their lifetime, but convicted, committed 
to the promises of God. That there would be a day when God would come to rescue, when he would come to reconcile and redeem and renew and to reveal himself. You can see I've got stuck in the R's with the dictionary this week. And he would reveal himself. And we now wait for revelation. For the revelation of the coming again of Jesus. We have the responsibility that that previous generation had. Waiting for Jesus to come. Because through this story that God is telling us, God is like pulling us forward. He's nudging us forward to say, what? Well, this isn't the end of this story. He's inviting us to come further into it, deeper still, to understand what is still to be revealed through the coming of Jesus. And slowly, step by step by step, he reveals it to us. He's showing us something every day. In creation, he's revealing his majesty, as the song says. Through the law and the prophets, through the gospel story, piece by piece, inviting us to continue to come further in. So that what is hidden is finally revealed in the person of Jesus. And what was incomplete at this first Advent time, in the womb of an unmarried young woman from Palestine, God says, I'm coming to make myself completely known. And what was hidden in plain sight is now going to be revealed to all who will receive. And so the God who is life more powerful than death, light brighter than the darkness, the truth of God who sat behind the stars and flung them into space, is revealing himself into our lives today. And the truth is that this same God who sits behind the universe, which I was looking up, how, do you know how big the universe is? Well, how big we think it is. I, I don't even understand. 93 billion light years across. What does that even mean? It just sounds a long way to me. And that's the bit we know. That this God who has created this for us, who existed before there was anything, he reveals himself perfectly as a baby so that we could know him and know in the Hebrew sense is not just knowledge in our heads it's experiencing him a deep experience of his presence the word made flesh making his dwelling among us and as John writes we've seen his glory the glory of the one and only son the God who wants us to see him as he reveals himself. And John in his gospel writes about another John who came as a witness to this, as a witness to this light of revelation. And John the Baptist declares that here is the one you've been waiting for. And the birth narratives tell us that Mary, she sang a song when she realized that the darkness of the world, the, that the world was experiencing and the waiting and the longing was just about to come to an end. You can read her song in Luke chapter 1. That the longing that had waited for centuries was now beginning to come to an end. That God was going to reveal himself. But the challenge from this opening chapter of John is, will we recognize him? 
because he came to his own and they didn't recognize him. But will we recognize him? We don't want to miss him. You've probably seen the headlines this week of the census report about Christians in, in the UK. It tells us that people who identify as Christians in the UK are now in the minority. I'm guessing it's told us what we probably already instinctively knew anyway. Good news about Newcastle on the line, by the way. 51.8% of people in Newcastle on the line identify as Christians. Hey, we're in the majority in this town. But it also reveals the work that we have to do. So that what has been revealed to us may be revealed to others. That what is hidden in many people's lives gives us an opportunity to reveal his love and his light to them. The great news is that Jesus can reveal himself supernaturally into the lives of many of people. But he also can reveal himself through the simple act of kindness of people like you and me. As we respond to his coming into our lives. See, Joseph, he responded to the coming of Jesus when he had a dream. The innkeeper, he responded to the coming of Jesus when he heard a knock on the door. The shepherds, they responded to the coming of Jesus when they heard the song of the angels. And the magi responded to the coming of Jesus when they saw the star. You see, God is in the business of revealing himself in many different ways. If only we would take time to recognize him. Because John writes, to those who understood that this was God revealing himself, to those who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I told you I got stuck in the R's, didn't I, this week? But it's in the text. Isn't that a beautiful thought to carry with us this Advent? That those who saw him and received him and believed in his name have the right to become children of God. And John, in his letter, he says boldly declaring that we are children of God. That is who we are. The Father has lavished his gifts upon us. and That is who we are. Because he's revealed himself to you. And he longs for you to recognize it and to make your response back to him this time. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And John writes, and that is what we are. So may this Christmas, as you unwrap your presents, to finally reveal what has been hidden under that tree for far too long. Will you recognize Jesus? Respond to him you'll be given the right to become a child of his. And who doesn't want to be a child at Christmas? The best place for us to respond humbly before him. May you claim that right. May you know that right and live and live it out each day.